Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Morning Show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Uh, another cold morning, 33 degrees now in Jackson. And today, uh, no snow. There were a few sh uh, snow showers this morning, but a high of 41 today. Yesterday, we got a dusting of snow. There's not any snow still on the ground, is there? Not that I'm aware of. Everyone I ran into yesterday, that's what we did. We complained about the weather. That's what we do in Michigan. And uh, it was depressing yesterday. <laughs> but two years ago, we did have a snowstorm on April 17th, which how soon we forget. So nice weather's coming toward the end of the week. Yeah, 70s, upper 70s on the weekend. Uh, we got uh, less snow than they did in Metro Detroit, two to three inches of snow on the ground and in uh, parts of Pennsylvania, New York, New England, up to a foot of snow, 12 inches in upstate New York. Can you imagine that? Uh, don't rule out uh, snow in our future uh, yet this year, this spring. Uh, we have had uh, later snowfalls in our history, so we're not in the clear yet but should be a great weekend. Uh, the big news concerning the pandemic, yesterday, a federal judge in Florida struck down the mask requirements on airplanes, trains, buses, and other public transportation, and uh, air travelers uh, celebrated. I told you this would happen, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. The return, the, to before times. The return to glory. Yes. No, that was when Tiger Woods won the Masters. Sorry. <laughs> Air travel returning to the way it was. <laughs> Are they going to bring SIGs back? <laughs> uh, yes. I think they should. I think uh, they should bring cigarettes back in, in certain areas <laughs> of the plane. <laughs> yeah, just lighting uh, flammables on a tube filled with pure oxygen with um, millions of gallons of jet fuel strapped to the bottom. Uh, I remember um, air travel, it used to be luxurious. I feel, I feel like it's going to be back uh, to lug luxurious style soon. So of course all the airlines immediately make masks optional, which um, I think a lot of the workers are really happy about. And um, you, you can't help but sympathize with some of these workers that have uh, been in certain situations. Um, really not near people, and then they have to wear masks at all times. So um, I think it's a, a, a good step forward. Yeah, I have witnessed uh, the flight attendants uh, going up and down the aisle. Please put your mask on. And they're very, the, the planes I've been on, they've been very strict. And mm -hmm. they, part of the instruction is, even when you eat and drink, remove your mask, take a bite, put your mask back on. Take a sip, remove, remove your mask, take a sip, put your mask back on. Flight attendants union, though, they're not happy because they are anticipating a patchwork of uh, regulations and enforcement. Some airlines instantly uh, sent the word out to flight crews and in flight, pilots announced that starting <laughs> today, um, starting this minute, uh, face masks are optional and plane loads of people cheered as they flew all over the country uh, yesterday. Yeah, I think they're gone. They're gone in airports for <laughs> sure. Now, one thing I'm happy about is um, I'll be able to tell if my wife's mad at me or not now with the masks on, because I could never tell in the airport if uh, she was mad at me or not. She, she was. Probably, probably so. So actually my wife has a flight Thursday. 
Oh, believe really? it or not. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's so we'll, uh, we'll be able to get a full report from uh, her on, uh, on what that was like. Uh, byproduct to the masks on airplanes uh, for me was a positive because uh, I tend to fall asleep on uh, flights and uh, with a mask, um, if you're, you know, happen to be sleeping with your mouth wide open or drooling, no one knows. Well, you can put your mask on if you I'm want to go to sleep, to. so maybe do that. So um, there are a few cities that uh, are not getting rid of the mandate on their public transportation. Chicago, New York, New Jersey, Seattle, they are keeping their mask mandate on public transportation. And I anticipate, uh, you know, as cities do, if they see a little spike, they'll make adjustments. But, um, yeah, I think once they're off, they're off. Philadelphia this week reinstituted their uh, mask mandate citywide, and a group of two dozen restaurants uh, yesterday announced they were suing the city. Uh, they're concerned because their experience has been over the last two years of the pandemic that uh, mask mandates reduce uh, traffic at restaurants, and they're concerned of uh, dwindling business in their establishments. Uh, yesterday, uh, Michigan State University announced it's dropping its face mask requirement for most indoor campus spaces next month. Uh, they sent out a letter, uh, President Samuel Stanley sent a letter to the university community saying that uh, starting in May, the uh, mask requirement is going to be lifted, but those who work or attend the East Lansing campus will still be required to have COVID vaccinations and a booster for the fall 2022-23 school year. Hmm. Uh, UM announced it's going to require, continue the requirement of students, staff, and faculty to be up to date on COVID vaccinations at least through the fall 2022 semester. They haven't announced anything about face masks, but it's uh, anticipated the face mask requirement could go away um, starting May 3rd. That's when the next semester begins at um, U of M. And I anticipate that to uh, happen for sure. Mm -hmm. So, um, hey, if you wanna work downtown, there are, uh, there's a lot of places hiring downtown. Veritas is hiring, the Blue Julep is uh, hiring as they get ready to move across the street from us, which will mm -hmm. be exciting later this month. Um, if you could work in any downtown restaurant, which would it be? Uh, any downtown restaurant. If I wanted to have a, a quiet day <laughs> or, uh, or make, a, make money. I don't know, just in, just in general. Hmm. I don't know. I think Grand River. I would work at Grand River because li I, like I like to run around. It's bustling. Yeah, so I like to run around really fast. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where I would work. But yeah, there's a lot of great places, great options to, uh, to work downtown. So mm -hmm. if you uh, want to work downtown, there's places. Yeah. And there's some um, great benefits, great pay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm going to uh, guess that uh, our scoreboard is small, but I've got a, I've got a score for you. You ready for okay. it? Mm -hmm. Our Extreme Dodge scoreboard brought to you by our friends at Extreme Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Somehow there was a game, and guess who was there? Jeff Steers. Jeff Steers, he was there. Bronson two, Jackson Christian zero. Bronson scored twice in the final 5-0-1 of the game to earn the win. Jackson Christian had a number of chances to score, but missed on a penalty kick with 20 minutes remaining in the game. 
And Bronson earned its first win of the season, while Jackson Christian fell to 0 and 5 early in the year. Uh, some games scheduled on deck for tonight. Uh, we've got a lot of baseball. Hudson at Columbia, Bronson at Concord, Lumens on the road, Northwest and Western get together. That'll be a fun one. And then Homer at Springport. Same thing on the softball side, so you're able to catch a couple games at once. Track and field, just a nasty day for track and field. Vandercook, Addison, and Hanover will run at Hanover, and that's at 445, and then Jackson's on the road at Chelsea. Another cool, crisp spring day for those outdoor sports. Yes, it'll be a chilly afternoon for high school athletics and those that sit in the stands. That is true, those that sit in the stands. Um, my cousin is a new track parent, and that can hit you really hard if you've <laughs> never been a track parent. Um, so his son has started to run track. He's never ran track, and you know they've had three or four meets, and they're sitting outside in the 35-degree weather and the wind, and um, they don't like it. They don't like it as much as they thought they would, so bring snacks and hand warmers. Yeah, and that uh, actually is the uh, Oxford uh, track team, mm -hmm. and the uh, media eyes of the world will be on Michigan this week. Uh, this morning at 10 a.m., Jennifer and James Crumley, the parents of the suspected Oxford shooter, Ethan Crumley, are going to be in court for a pretrial hearing. It's expected they're going to ask that their bond be lowered. The uh, Crumley's attorneys argued the prosecution has unfairly portrayed them as bad parents. Well, I don't think the prosecution's done that. I, I think, think I think they pretty much done just it. are bad parents. <laughs> it's been, you know, proven through text messages and, uh, you know, the the kind of negligence that they've shown over the history of their uh, of their lives. So, um, yeah, this has been a big talk. You know, they want mm -hmm. they think it's unfair. I'm, you know. I'm, too, I'm a little close to the situation. I, I like them locked up for good. Well, they've proven to me that they're bad parents. They are. Do you think, they, um, do you think they're going to stay married, the Crumblies? In prison? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, can you get a divorce while you're in prison? Probably. Probably. Well, they'll be separated, I'm sure. They're, I mean, you're not going to have... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really see the judges uh, or... You know, anyone taking any uh, or going light on these people at all. Mm -hmm. So, um, and when we've heard, you know, some things come out about the son that, you know, he's, he's getting this fan mail in jail and, and kind of enjoys his celebrity, little celebrity status in there. And uh, that's just even more maddening. The other big case, um, the uh, shooting of the Congolese immigrant uh, last week by a Grand Rapids police officer. The funeral for Patrick Leola uh, is going to be this Friday at Renaissance Church of God in Christ in Grand Rapids. Uh, it's expected uh, to attract a large uh, crowd and media from all over the world. Reverend Al Sharpton announced on his NBC show on Sunday that he is going to um, deliver the eulogy. Hmm. And he also announced that his, uh, he's going to be covering the funeral uh, costs That's nice. um, for the family. Just an awful, just awful, mm -hmm. awful situation. It's just terrible. Mm -hmm. um, 
Have Grand Rapids police uh, made any further statements yet about the uh, shooting or is it still under investigation? Well, it's going to be under investigation by the Michigan State Police, but also the uh, Kent County prosecutor is investigating it. And interestingly, um, there are um, eight filed uh, candidates for governor and all of them, uh, almost all of them weighed in uh, almost immediately with commentary uh, last week as to what they thought about it, which um, it's interesting because several of them said, well, let's not have a rush to judgment, but they all rushed to judgment. Rushed to judgment. This is, a, this is one that's hard not to rush to judgment from when you watch the uh, video. So uh, it's, it's awful. Today's, awful to watch. Yeah, today's the uh, filing deadline if you want to run for office for uh, Michigan uh, House or Michigan uh, Senate. Uh, Jackson County has four, or part, we have four <laughs> House districts now, hmm. and we have candidates, both Republican and Democrat, for both, for all four. Also, we have Republican and Democratic candidates for the Michigan Senate uh, seats covering um, Jackson. There's just a handful of House and Senate seats that don't have uh, candidates who have filed, but they've got until the end of the afternoon, and it's expected there'll be candidates for every House and Senate district. Yesterday, Julie Alexander announced that she is not filing for a Michigan Senate seat. It was widely expected mm -hmm. that uh, once a term limited, once she ended her term limited uh, uh, term in the House that she would run for Senate, but she said no. She's going to do something else, but she wouldn't say what. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Today's show is brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishing. Now, in their third generation of being family-owned and operated, they pride themselves on offering high-quality name brand furniture at affordable prices. Today's show brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings. The uh, NFL draft is going to be in Detroit yes. in uh, 2024. Uh, this year it's in Las Vegas, and yesterday Mal Kuyper Jr. announced he's not going Really? Yeah. That can't be. It can be because um, he's not vaccinated and he's not going to be allowed to attend the draft because he's not vaccinated. Really? Yeah. Is that an NFL policy? Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. I didn't know that about Mel Kiper. Yeah. Interesting. I guess we'll have to listen to Todd McShay. Um, I want to go to the draft in Detroit. I think that'll be, that would be one of a kind. That would be awesome. Um, watch the Lions pick. In their hometown, that would be, be great. Yeah. yeah, probably number one. They probably. would have the number one pick. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have yeah, like one of the top top few picks. So that would be cool. So, I I actually I already feel bad for whoever Detroit drafts in that uh, draft because um, you're gonna have a lot of pressure on you no matter what position you play. But like Joey Harrington. They will know that and. 10 or 12 years, they'll win a Super Bowl. Yeah, if they <laughs> not get, for Detroit. Yeah, not for Detroit. Yeah, but yeah it's, it's amazing. It's sad. Very sad. Who's on the show today? We've got a great uh, show lined up for you today. We're going to get things started with Chris Cook right after this quick break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. 
Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. With us now from LLL Insurance, Chris Cook. How are you, Chris? Good morning. I went with the MLL instead of the Myers, Lombardini, and Lemansky. Good choice. But I can still knock that out. Yeah. yeah. So how are things going? Very good. Very good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Absolutely. So uh, you guys just joined the uh, JCCA. Talk yes. a little bit about that uh, partnership. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, a group that I really had no uh, idea about, but um, kind of, sort of, I don't know. We've been looking at it the last couple of years and just... Um, just got in, know a lot of people in the group, mm -hmm. tons of people in the group, um, you know, uh, but they, I'm really surprised at, at what they, um, what they're all about, I guess, you know, they're mm -hmm. kind of advocating for, um, you know, keeping things local, local keeping, um, keeping the jobs and, and keeping everybody abreast of all the, the big projects that are going on for some of the smaller contractors, which is, I think is awesome. Um, recently, in the last uh, last few meetings, last few months, they've given away scholarships, mm -hmm. which that's awesome to some of these newer um, high school guys that are thinking about going into the trades. Um, you know, that's, that's uh, the idea of doing that now is you know top of mind. Whereas yeah. you know when we were running around, it was college, 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 and yeah. um, to be able to give some scholarships to some of these kids was uh, was really, really cool. Last last week we did uh, last week was a meeting for the month and they gave away five, $5,000, well, $1,000 scholarships to five high school kids. And I think they did, um, that was just kind of an impromptu thing. I think yeah. the previous month they, they typically give um, five $1,000 scholarships out uh, on a regular basis. So, yeah. um, isn't that amazing? Uh, yeah, no one was talking to you and I about the trades in high school, were they? No, no, <laughs> no, they weren't. I mean, they weren't. I, I, uh, you, you know it's out there, but it's really just all what the kids know and yeah. uh, what's around them. I was at that meeting, uh, not last, not this month, but the previous month, and they had invited uh, students from Mary High Schools that were interested in the trades just to come and network. And it was impromptu. Uh, members who were in attendance, uh, they collected money on the spot, and they were able to give... Uh, I think at least five, it might have been more, uh, $1,000 uh, cash scholarships to five of the kids they drew <laughs> from a hat. That's pretty cool. And that's on top of the uh, trade scholarships that they give uh, every year. And I think they're going to be doing that um, next month, just at the, you know, yeah. graduation time. Yeah, absolutely. So, and JCCA, by the way, Jackson Commercial Contractors Association. And you're right, they have um, really encouraged decision makers when it comes to um, choosing companies and people for projects to, to stay local. And that's, important. as a local insurance agent, that's important to you that people make that local decision. Yes, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, the, the, the idea of uh, the kids, you know, at that meeting, they were just being able to network with these different, uh, you know, business owners. You know, kids just aren't, um, uh, they, don't, they don't have that opportunity, you know, mm -hmm. and if, if it's not offered to them, they would never know. You know, I think yeah. it's just, it's, uh, it's nice to be able to have a conversation with somebody to say, you know, what, what do you do on a daily basis? How much money are you making? Because now yeah. these guys in the trades are really making some good money. Yeah. And uh, I think the, the hours are probably endless. If these guys, if you find a kid that's, that's eager and they wa wants to get out there and work, yeah. he can make a lot of money. Yeah, you can. You can and you, like you said, you can do that immediately in high school. and. Uh, right out of high school. Let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about uh, 
our homeowners. You know, I'm, I'm interested with the rising home prices. Really, the last few years, I think it's been a massive uh, shot up. But cost of goods and uh, replacement, you know, if you look at your homeowners, say you bought a house 10 years ago, uh, the cost to replace existing structure is probably a little bit more. And then the cost of uh, your contents, I would assume, you know, with inflation, do we need to take a look at our homeowners? I would say yes. Um, I know it's this is probably the first time there's there's a couple different endorsements that that actually as an agent we we add on every single home policy, okay. right? So if you have a home policy, um, you know there's it's called an increased cost endorsement or a guaranteed home replacement cost endorsement. So mm -hmm. uh, if you don't have that or you don't have some type of a, an inflationary increase you know, with the company that you're at, then you need to call me. Yeah, because. It's not something that people um, talk about as you know right. the replacement costs, yeah. but it's it, the reason why we add those is because of this time that we're in right now. It's a it's a perfect example. You know, we've been talking about years in the past. This is this is what potentially could happen. Well, we're in it. You know, yeah. the, the building costs are are uh, they are increasing, and everyone is probably seeing an uptick in their their um, replacement costs of their homes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we've gotten a lot of calls. You know, hey, my my the premium's gone up a little bit. Well, you know, I think the insurance companies have been more aggressive in this past year to make sure if you are with a company that has an inflationary setup where the replacement cost of your home is at a hundred thousand, and then it ticks up to maybe one twenty or one thirty, with them knowing that the mm -hmm. the costs to rebuild a house or to do any construction is is on the rise. So we add that um, those two things to, to every single home policy for this exact. Um, you know, point in time. I think, you know, the replacement costs for a, like a little ranch um, used to be in the 170, 180 per square foot. Mm -hmm. And it, that's just kind of, I always like to br break down whatever the computer kicks out to a per square foot because mm -hmm. that's my, I know builders are building houses for this much. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, it's it's an upwards of 220, 230 a square foot. So um, it's important to make sure you're looking right now at, at that um, exact thing, if you don't have some type of a inflationary um, policy that, that that increases that, you know, every year as mm -hmm. they go up, then you really need to yeah open that envelope for the yes. first time in yeah, your take life. Take a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cars also, you know, people uh, buy a car, they drive it off the lot. It's, it's uh, it used to be, um, you know, instantly depreciated. Now it's actually appreciates <laughs> after you drive it off the the lot. Is the same. Uh, thing apply to the car insurance replacement volume? Um, it, it does, and this is the first time where we're seeing kids, you know, kids and people that have, you know, totaled out an old vehicle and they're getting paid more than what they That's owe on it. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. and I, I, you know, we all know I think the same thing is uh, the, the replacement cost of vehicles, you know, it's it's just the, the time that we're in right now with the, what's the, you know, the little switches or the electrical problems mm -hmm. with everything and the supply. Um, you know, the one thing I, we've seen is, okay, if, if, I, if I wreck my car today, you know, it's taken these body shops sometimes a little bit longer to repair those um, vehicles because it's harder getting parts and uh, just with everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the other way to, that you can add, and um, a lot of people have a, like a road trouble service that's mm -hmm. on the auto policy, but you can add um, also like a rental reimbursement. So if you're if you're in an accident, a covered claim, or if you're in the middle of a claim, you would be allotted, you know, thirty, forty dollars a day for a rental car. Mm -hmm. 
So um, with that being said, if it's taken you, you know, a month or two weeks, you know, if it's normally a week or two and it's now taken two or three weeks and you don't have a car, if I can't borrow my car from dad, you know, uh, it's probably good to have a rental car, yeah. you know, and adding that coverage on the auto policies, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks a year, you know, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not a ton, but it's... I'll go without a car for two or three weeks and you'll wish you had it, of exactly, course. Exactly, right? yeah. <laughs> um, what about the 400 bucks? Are we getting 400 oh, bucks? Oh, yeah, everybody's got some money. <laughs> Did you guys get it yet? Uh, no. I got one out of two. Can you get them on ATVs? You can't. Okay. So it's, it's really just the vehicles I know. That people ask about campers and things like that, too. Um, it's really for vehicles that... Um, were charged that Michigan like catastrophic claims mm -hmm. um, charge on their vehicle. So if you had a liability, if you had liability on your vehicle, then you are eligible to get that $400 per car. If you had coverage on it last last October, and so if you had a vehicle in storage, that doesn't that doesn't count. Mm. So there's a few little caveats to it, but um, yeah, everybody's been happy with their insurance. Yeah, everyone wants money. <laughs> check your uh, mail. It looks like junk mail. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem with the mail nowadays. <laughs> Does it come in a check? Mm -hmm. It comes in a reimbursement check? Does yeah. it go straight to your account? Paper. Okay. Mm. I have to go through that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, apparently there's a couple more weeks of these. Uh, yes, I think we have until like May 9th, I yeah. believe, is the, is the date. So if you haven't gotten it yet, some of our companies that we work with, too, have, have not paid all of it um, or not paid some of, the, of our insurance because we're, I think some of them are starting to get like, hey, I was supposed to get this, you know, a couple yeah. more weeks, a couple more weeks, wait a few more weeks. But some have, most have paid, some have not, but yeah, see, there's still a couple more weeks to get the check in the mail. And that's all part of all the changes in the uh, insurance uh, laws in the state of Michigan, which were designed to lower our costs of auto insurance. Has it, has it played out that way? You know, uh, talking with the different companies, uh, you know, we all, a couple years ago, we now have the choice to choose whether or not we want this unlimited medical coverage. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, talking with some of the companies as the meetings and just talking to random um, reps, it sounds like 95% of the people are keeping that unlimited medical. And to be honest, I would recommend that. We recommend that. The, the savings to go from the unlimited down to the next step down is like a half a million. Hmm. It's like 100 or 150 bucks a year, you know. And for me, it, it, it's just not, it's just not worth the savings. Now, you know, there's there's more savings to to um, to opt out completely, but there's a lot of different caveats to that. And what I tell people is, uh, you know, do you know, uh, just like your insurance you were just talking about, do you know your health insurance plan inside and out? I don't have a clue, right? All mm -hmm. I want, I just want to know if I go to the doctor <laughs> or the hospital is paid for, yeah. you know, but there's you know there's coverages within that that we don't know and there might be limitations on that so um the, has there been a savings there is i think you know they have things in place that in the next few years you know it's supposed to reduce down um but here's the first first sign is they're they're kicking out some checks that where they had you know some excess money to give to people so nice yeah it's uh i guess there's more time to tell in here in the next few years yeah Chris, thanks for coming in today. We'll see you this summer, I'm sure, around the uh, community. I gotta ask you, are you playing in the Gus Macker? I, I, <laughs> we've got some kids tournaments scheduled, but I've got a couple kids that wanna play, so I'm hoping. I see you guys got a trophy up there on the, uh, 
Yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't for winning, just for uh, it's honorary. Honorary. <laughs> yeah. So no, we're retired from uh, that, but we'll be there. So uh, maybe we'll see you coaching. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Thanks for having me, Chris Cook from LLL Insurance on the morning show. We'll be right back with Jerry Slack from Michigan Center. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Our show, show today is brought to you by Home Study, a full-service, one-stop shop for all your home's needs. Homesteady provides warranty, seasonal maintenance, and handyman services. Protect your most valuable asset, your home. Transparent pricing, convenient scheduling, experience, and trusted technicians. Call Homesteady today at 833-496-9466. Now in the morning show, we welcome from Michigan Center High School head varsity baseball coach, Jerry Slack. Hi, Jerry. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Great baseball weather today, huh? <laughs> oh man, it's been like this the whole spring, and and we kind of fight this demon every year. How do you uh, how do you stay positive? Keep the kids positive when it's uh, cold, rainy, and dreary out. Uh, you know, you you try to keep it short and sweet at practice. You know, cut it down from about two hours to hour and a half, and then um, kind of like yesterday, we um, had a conference game canceled, so we just threw in a game of wiffle ball instead yeah. in the gym, and and keep the kids loose and and make sure they're having fun because right now with all the, we've had uh, four games canceled already. Um, you know, a lot of that's not fun for the players, yeah. parents, coaches, everybody. We had a uh, beautiful day though last week, didn't we? We did, it was a, it was a great day. Um, we got the weather we wanted, we got the turnout we wanted and uh, just overall uh, a, a great day. Yeah, it was uh, to honor Kosova and his family and friends gathered on your diamond as you honored uh, Cole and his family with uh, a couple of things. Um, actually, words uh, that were spoken were just so well appreciated by everyone there. But uh, his jersey and uh, number are going to be permanent at the diamond. Yes, um, the outfield windscreen will be permanent as as long as I'm there, and I'm sure everybody will put a bug in the ear of everybody else after me, and yeah. and we're gonna try to leave that up uh, forever. And then we framed one of his jerseys and gave it to the family, um, and then the other jersey was laid to rest with him. So kind of a fitting fitting tribute to a great individual and and deserving. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a look at a little video clip from the ceremony last week. Today we are here to celebrate the impact Cole had on all of those mentioned. Everyone has a special Cole memory. These memories we will cherish forever, and they will fill each of us with happiness and joy. Over the past nine months, tears have been shed, memories have been shared, and lives have been rearranged. But today is all about what Cole exemplified, happiness and positivity. It is with great honor that Coach Slack and the entire Michigan Center baseball program wears the number 33 on all of their practice gear during the 2022 season. You'll also see number 33 painted on the infield. With that being said, the program would also like to dedicate today, April 12, 2022, 
as cold Sova Day. At this point, please direct your attention to the right field outfield fence, a gift for the program donated from Don, Fer Don and Teresa Ferris of BSN Sports will grace the windscreen as a tribute to this wonderful young man. was uh, obviously a great day, Jerry. Matt Damaris, um, one of Cole's former baseball coaches, was on the mic, and of course you're there able to uh, to be around the family and, and present the, which I know meant, meant uh, just a, the world to the family. Yeah, uh, meant the world to the family, meant the world to me. Mm -hmm. um, it, was, it was a long, there was a long delay from the time that yeah. that, that happened until we could actually do something during baseball season. But uh, Mika and Jerry, you know, both just kept telling me how baseball was just the only sport he really he could have fun at because mm -hmm. he was he was a above average player, but he was never the greatest, and he knew that, and he was just always having fun with the game, and and it meant the world to me, it, um, my entire family, and the entire program to to honor Cole. It was interesting to see. Uh, it was not a surprise, but. It just reinforced the uh, the family um, of Michigan Center, the the school, um, the community uh, during this tragedy. And actually, you know, there have been several tragedies in the community over the last several years of how how everyone really comes together and supports um, as a family at Michigan Center. It, that's very true. Um, we moved into the district about four or five years ago, and like you said. There's just been, it feels like event after event of something of this sort. Um, and the community always comes together no matter what, whether it's just love and hugs or it's financial support for those in need or just anything. It's a great community to be in. Um, we're happy we cho choose to send our kids there and, and uh, we're going to be there for a long time. So uh, let me ask you, how are the how are the kids doing? Um, obviously, you know they participate in, in a lot of a lot of the community stuff revolving around this. How how are the kids doing? Um, I think the more that they're able to do stuff, the better off they are. Mm -hmm. um, it's part of the grieving process to to be able to shed light on everything and celebrate the lives um, rather than sit around and and mourn all the time. You. You have to find the happiness in, in the tragedy, mm -hmm. and, and that is just the closeness that um, everybody showed throughout that whole time. Yeah, well, I know a lot of the parents and uh, current players, and they're, they're just so grateful that uh, you're their coach, so a lot of credit to, uh, to you as well, Jerry. Oh, thank you, thank you. Now you have the, the, the memory and that spirit to, uh, to guide the Cardinals through this uh, upcoming season. What's the outlook for the Cardinals? Uh, well, right now we're two and one. Um, we we dropped one to Northwest, and uh, and we've also beaten uh, Northwest and Addison. Uh, I have a lot of senior leadership. I have eleven seniors on the on the team, and it's gonna just be a matter of doing the little things right, fielding routine ground balls, um, swinging at first pitch strikes, and I think we got the core group to do it. Um, we haven't really put it together yet, but I, I know it's coming. And all I ask of the guys is is to let's, let's peak come June. 
come mm -hmm. come the first of June when the state tournament comes around and make a run. Well, it's uh, full circle here today for you, uh, Jerry, because 25 years ago, <laughs> while you were a senior at Vandercook Lake High School, <laughs> you were in this very room getting your senior pictures taken, and you had a great career at playing baseball and uh, other sports at uh, Vandercook Lake. Do you, when you play uh, the Jayhawks, uh, does it feel a little funny? It doesn't feel <laughs> funny at all. Um, it's, you know, you, you go out and, and you make sure your team's having fun but also you wanna go out and kids these days have a, a win first attitude. Mm -hmm. They wanna win. So whether it's against you know my alma mater or not, um, the goal is always to go out and win and, and there's, no, there's no love when it's on the field. It's, <laughs> it's all about the game. So how are we gonna make up these four games? Uh, already <laughs> you play a lot of double, double headers. <laughs> we play a lot of double headers. Um, you know, case in point, um, Chad Patrick, our athletic director, called me yesterday and said, well, you're gonna have uh, seven games in late May in one week. And me, I'm like, okay, let's go, let's, let's do it. We have enough pitching. We, we're pretty good at developing pitchers. Coach Hinkle does, works with our pitchers and we got a lot of guys that can throw the ball. And then I talked to Coach Hinkle and he goes, eh, he goes, those are gonna be pretty important conference games because they're at the end of the year and hopefully we're, we're in it for the conference title. And, he goes, let's go ahead, and so we canceled two more that week mm -hmm. to bump it back down to five. So, you know, you'll always make up the conference games, the non-conference stuff probably won't happen, and those yeah. were all non-conference games. Jerry, what's your uh, secret to building a, a close team and program and, and really having that family atmosphere around, uh, around the team, both on and off the field? You know, I, I think it, uh, it just starts with the kids. That, that familyness is instilled in them in, in football and in basketball. We have great coaches there. And it's, I'm at the end of the year, end of the, end of the school year, and it's just it's kind of easy for me because it's all the same kids when you're at a small school, smaller school like Michigan Center. Um, you know, it's the, the football players are basketball players, the basketball players are baseball players, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. So it's already instilled in them. Um, but, you know, one thing I like to do is just kind of not not be that I'm, I'm a fun coach, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a happy coach. I try to point out all the positives to the guys and, and just make sure that they want to be there and there's never a day they leave and go, man, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you did have uh, soccer, basketball, football, all with a uh, great <laughs> postseason. Uh, you've got uh, so the champions of those teams yeah. that are used to winning, that's, that's got to help. I mean, to have that winning attitude to carry into baseball. Definitely. It's, uh, you know, these seniors have won so many trophies, whether it be conference, district, stuff like that. So I kind of got a little bit of pressure on me right now <laughs> to, uh, to get this done. But um, this is my fourth year and we've never not, we've always won a conference or a district title. And with this group of seniors, I think if, if we do that peak at the right time that I spoke of, um, I think we can get past that, that district tournament. and try to make a little run. Well, we're, uh, we're rooting for you guys. Good luck the rest of the year, and I'm sure we'll see you out at the uh, Diamond before the year's over. Yes, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Jerry Slack, Michigan Center baseball coach on The Morning Show. We'll be right back after this break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, 
news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. With us now to talk about the Special Olympics golf scramble, Melissa Callison. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm ready for some golf weather, I can tell you that. We haven't had much of it. I know. But the we, snow has been awesome. I know. So uh, <laughs> this is the 38th year. It is. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's longer than I've been with the organization, so it's quite the... Uh, Quite the tradition. What's your uh, history with the organization? Melissa? Our son started competing in Special Olympics um, when he was still in high school, okay. and he's 33 now. So it's been a few years. Um, so I've not only helped him along, but I've also chaperoned other athletes and uh, worked with their fundraising efforts. Cool. So. Talk about uh, some of the events uh, that you've been able to participate over the years, and, and some of the things you've been able to do with your son. Um, he is a ramp bowler for Special Olympics, okay. and um, he has bowled in both singles and doubles. He's won several medals, and the best part of Special Olympics for these athletes is they get to be the big man on campus for that mm -hmm. weekend. And prior to COVID, of course, things were different, but typically they don't, you know, they don't stay with their parents. They stay with other athletes, mm -hmm. and they just get to... Um, hang out on campus, all the pageant girls are there, they think that's great. It's intense. It is, and the girl yeah. athletes love that the football players are there to help. And the older women in particular that I've chaperoned love the fact that National Guard is there because they love a man in uniform, <laughs> so. It's very entertaining, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. So. What are the uh, sports, uh, Rob plays in? Uh, ben. Ben, I'm yeah, sorry, that's Ben, okay. Ben. That's all right, Bob's the, Bob's the husband. Yeah. Um, for Special Olympics, he, he typically just does bowling. We, um, yeah. With our funding level and the number of chaperones and the efforts it takes, we have athletes that typically participate in one event at Summer Games. So we've got track and field this year, bocce, bowling, and I can't remember the fourth one. I think it might be, escapes me right now. So, um, so with COVID, there was just nothing. There was nothing. We, um, the um, Special Olympics Michigan worked very hard to have some online activities that would keep the athletes engaged and talked a lot about you know healthy living habits when you're home, mm -hmm. um, things you can do to exercise at home. And our local area director, Randy Coleman, and his wife, they, they um, do cardio drumming mm -hmm. with the big balls. So they were, mm -hmm. that was cool. I've done that. Yeah, you have. So uh, how, can, how can we help support the Special Olympics? Well, we're just looking to promote our golf outing, which is our first fundraiser of the year. It's going to be on May 14th, Saturday. And uh, $85 per person to, bo to, I was going to say to bowl, to golf. We also have sponsorships available. There are different levels. Uh, if you want to be a gold sponsor, you get two teams. And tea and green signs, that is an $800 level. Silver sponsors, there's one team and a tea sign. That's a $600 level. There's also a bronze sponsorship, which is a tea sign. Or if you'd like to donate just to support an athlete. $100 sponsorship. And uh, one thing that's fun about this outing is a lot of the athletes are out at the golf outing they taking are. photos with the, the foursomes, participating, do, yeah. and uh, you really are able to see where, you know, who your money is helping, and it's awesome. Exactly. We've had some sponsors insist that one athlete golf with them mm -hmm. during the event, so that's been a lot of fun. Very cool. Um, typically, it's mostly the putting, but that's okay. That's where I need the most help with my game, so <laughs> that's fine with me. <laughs> Now, do you have a do you have your foursome all I do out? have a foursome all set up, so wow. we're good to go. Okay. So we're just hoping that people are willing to come out and that it doesn't snow, 
and to help sponsor a great cause. Our athletes are in the Jackson County area. We support about 150 athletes on an annual basis. Wow. And during a normal year, we have them practicing and participating 11 out of 12 months in the various sports. So it's a great organization. And this outing has been known for uh, some pretty cool prizes uh, and bling that you get. Mm -hmm. We are lining up <laughs> some pretty cool prizes and bling. We'll have a 50-50 raffle this year. Um, we used to have a, a raffle where you bought golf balls, they were wrapped, and if you found the gold golf ball, you won a prize, oh. but we're doing something different this year, so. I think it sells out every year, too. Yeah, it's a, it's a big outing. Yeah, it's, one, it's, one of the, uh, it's one of the premier outings of, uh, of the calendar. Season, it is, and it's one sure. of the first, and people yeah. that are just ready to get out there and golf. You know, it's a great time, and Hankard always does such a great job supporting us, so. Besides uh, this golf outing, what's the state of uh, Special Olympics in uh, Jackson County right now, Melissa? In terms of events we have coming up, um, we've got the summer games. We're, we're going to do some regional kayak events. Mm -hmm. um, we will have our fundraiser in the fall, the 5K run walk. Mm -hmm. And then we're hoping that if all goes well with summer games, because this is the first event that they've had since COVID, um, we're hoping that we'll have fall fall games as well with our athletes. Where so are the summer games scheduled to take place? We'll be at Central Michigan University. Okay. Awesome. So they've always been great sponsors of ours. And you have a, new, a fairly new office here, we too. We do. We do have a new office in the Vandercook area. Um, and we also have new leadership. Um, Juanita and Gary Pampuch retired. So Randy Coleman is our new area director. Mm -hmm. And I've stepped in to take over the accounting for Gary. Um, so we're lots of changes. Yeah. Well, you've been involved really in a lot of uh, organizations and uh, fundraising. Power uh, the purse. Community events. That's, of purse. course, where... Yeah. Yes, that's where that's where we have our history. Really yes, that's where we have our history. As I was a purse model at one point. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yep. was Bart. So was Bart. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the Tigers purse. I'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah. He had the Detroit Tigers purse. Yeah, the Merce. <laughs> yeah, the Merce. That's I right. saw Terry Merce one the other day. <laughs> yeah. In between uh, world travels. Mm-hmm. Sign up, uh, donate, be a part of our 19 Special Olympics uh, annual golf outing. Melissa, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Good to see you. This early in the morning. <laughs> Melissa Callison with the uh, Special Olympics Golf Scramble, May 14th. Yes. More of the morning show after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show. The uh, Jackson County Department of Transportation uh, has closed a street due to a sinkhole that needs repairing. Uh, that is uh, Franklin Street between 22nd and 23rd Street. Oh, so, hmm. yeah. interesting. Uh, the Department of Transportation in an Ontario County has a problem as well. Uh, they have one of these portable message signs. It says, have you seen my wheels? <laughs> <laughs> Someone stole the wheels Jeez. off of this. Well, it was parked on the shoulder of Wellington Road 19 in Bellwood, Ontario. So yeah, apparently um, everything's, everything's available <laughs> to be sold on a Jeez. secondary market. Yeah. So they need to move it to uh, check on speeds in other parts of the county, but they can't. Uh, there was a, uh, an Easter Bunny news in Austin, Texas. Um, 
there were people that thought they were just posing for a nice photo opportunity uh, with with a bunny, but uh, chaos quickly ensued when not all the eggs contained candy. What were in the eggs? Well, some of the children opened up their eggs to find condoms, Brandon, <laughs> in the eggs. <laughs> condoms. Now, no. what would you do in that situation? I don't know. Brandon? Uh, probably be a little bit upset about it. Be upset, but yes. not do anything? Oh, they arrested the bunny. I would have beaten that uh, bunny up. Yeah. I would have tackled the bunny. Apparently, you can't do that. Um, now that was intentional. The bunny is under arrest. Yeah, the bunny, he shouldn't be doing that. Um, yeah, so I think he's been arrested. That's it. So, hey, be careful of the Easter bunnies. Join us tomorrow. We'll have Dr. Austin Brown, Corey Mays, and Matt Grimes from Grimes Plumbing. Later today, Doug Barber, Jeff Bontrager, Tim Gonzalez, Wendy Clow, Heather Lazinski, Stephanie Sharp, and the Reverend Dallas Flippin. We'll see you this afternoon.